0: Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more
1: billable hours.
0: Thank you for joining us today, everybody. It's another episode of The Lex Factor. I'm your host, Lauren. Today we're here with Brad Powell, CIO at Lexicon. Welcome, Brad.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you. Thanks. As a reminder, we're coming to you twice a week, talking with industry experts and bringing you that knowledge you really need to manage and grow your firm. So today we are here with Brad. Brad is a CIO of Lexicon. He is my favorite CIO ever.
1: Aw, thank you so much. You're That's welcome. sweet. I love the name by the well. And by the way. By the well. By the well. <laughs> by the way.
0: Well, you missed last week's episode, so we were going for a couple options. Uh, my favorite was Let's Talk About Lex. Clearly that did not get approved, but mm-hmm. you know, be a little inappropriate. I don't
1: know. If, if it's Lex Factor, we need the buttons <laughs> so I can, you know.
0: I tried to make one with my mouth last time when Scott said something. I was like, ding! And I was like, no, no it's not work. the same. It was pretty bad. So <laughs> don't judge me on my first episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's always the best.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it only goes up from there. That's right. So thank you for being here today a pleasure. Yeah. So I think first and foremost, I think our audience would appreciate hearing about your time in quarantine.
1: Oh my goodness! What
0: what fun things happened while you were at home?
1: Oh, that was uh, that was definitely with a- your
0: wife not there to take care of you <laughs> and cook for you. Yes. And so, <laughs> dress you in the morning. No, so no,
1: no, d- we don't do that. But uh, <laughs> I do have four children, so it was interesting because my wife was quarantined in the pool house. I was quarantined in our bedroom upstairs, and so the kids would run between and bring us food and uh, leave it at the door. Wow. And they would sit, like, down the hall and tell us that we, we
0: love you, Dad. No. Things
1: like that. So, it, But you it, also
0: made them do all your chores and bring of you food. Of course. Of <laughs> course.
1: We texted all the chores. You could hear the moaning, you know, after we text them the chores. But, uh, no, it wasn't too bad. It it just got monotonous, you know, sitting in the same room. I
0: sat in, in the In your si- pool house, you poor thing. No, no. That was God. my wife. No. <laughs>
1: my wife took the pool house. I took the bedroom. And so I had, you know— just sit there for two weeks and it, I guess you're right. It wasn't that bad. That I had a awful. TV. I had an you're office. You had a massage therapist
0: come in. You were fine.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Nothing like that.
0: I'm going to go home to my 900 square foot house after this and sob myself to sleep. <laughs> Stop
1: it. Don't record any of that.
0: <laughs> it's all recorded. People love this kind of stuff. <laughs> All right, anyway, so back to IT security, what we're here to talk about today. So I was reading an article the other day. The ABA actually did a survey, and the majority of small firms don't actually budget for technology. Talk to me about that. What? What does that mean? What are your feeling towards that? What are they missing out on?
1: Sure. I think technology just in general, in many cases, if it's not your primary line of business, is an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And that's scary for a lot of reasons. One, I guess the primary reason is, secu- is security reasons. You want to make sure that your office, your firm, whatever business that you're in is secure. And also technology concerns pop up just randomly. You know, something will break. Microsoft will update something. Something, you know, gets published on Google. It's all those types of things. So it's, it's kind of scary that it is a second thought in many people's minds and they don't budget for it. What I've noticed in smaller companies or even in, you know, firms, dentist offices, anything like that, is what happens is because it's an afterthought, it gets out of control from a spending perspective. While it's not budgeted, I need a new laptop. I need a new because it's not thought of ahead of time they're actually spending more than what they would if they would actually budget for it so it's definitely a recommendation to think about it ahead of time budget for it kind of work that into your into your everyday or, uh, you know, reach out to companies that will do that for you.
0: Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. It's always easier, better, cheaper to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. And then as opposed to when something actually goes wrong right. and you have to backtrack and overcompensate, then you're spending, God knows, you know, three times more than what you would have from right. the ghost. So. And you
1: have that oh crap moment when right. it's down <laughs> and you don't know what to do right. with it. And then you have that delay in trying to figure it out, where to go. It's not what you know. So yeah. it's difficult if you don't plan ahead. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And especially if you're a small firm, that's on you. So Mm -hmm. what, are you going to take time away from trial date that you have coming up or one of your clients to fix this? No, you're not. So,
1: And when you think about it, technology really, I mean, as a best practice, it's about a three to five year Mm -hmm. is is usually how long something lasts. So from a hardware perspective, so it's easier to budget if you want to stay consistent. Think about it every three years. You know, you're going to have to be upgrading something, changing something, going to something new. So. Okay. It's, it's easier to think about it that way. That makes way.
0: sense. So, how do you really, looking at that, you know, planning ahead every three to five years, knowing you're going to need new technology? How does a law firm, regardless of the size, really know what kind of technology they need and what they need to plan for?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. I
0: don't know. <laughs> it's always just given to me when I yes. start a new job. Here's yeah. what you need. Great. I'm done with you it. Know, Let so. me go back to marketing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as long as it works, I don't care. That's why Brad's here. Yeah, that, that's why those IT people are here. It doesn't work They can I'm take to care to of it. yeah <laughs> um, No, that's a great question. you know it's, it's something that you have to think about. it's, it's hard because you're planning for the unknown mm-hmm. is what it really comes to and that's why people put it as a second thought. So when you're thinking about what does a firm need? you need to be secure. That mm-hmm. is so important. your information, you need to have good connectivity. That's so important as well. And then, from a productivity standpoint, you need to have those applications and tools that make you do your job more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so much efficiency to be gained in applications and software. Uh, that it really will make your life so much easier. It's just understanding that and working with a partner that understands that to be able to guide you in those directions.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I know when Scott was on the episode last week, we talked a lot about the Nigerian princes and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) That we're sending
1: emails to – I have seen some crazy emails. Do you think
0: they send their own emails or does someone do it for them?
1: So, <laughs> I think actually, if you—I uh, not to derail us—but uh, I have seen whole centers set up, and they call them bad actors, right? Which uh, I love the terminology because right? it's like it's a bad actor. Because they are
0: a bad actor. A- bad let's actors.
1: Be <laughs> and, well, you could tell by the way they type clearly, right. but. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, they have whole centers set up, and it's a money marketing thing. Uh, they'll have twenty to thirty people that are just randomly sending out emails. So what they do is they That's buy amazing. these emails, like all in
0: one room. Yeah, all, all in one you, room, like real they, job. Yeah, real <laughs>
1: job. You come in, you're getting paid, and the the business model is simple. If they can just get two people a day to give them money, oh I mean, they're making their profit. So. You just have to find those individuals. It's 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 unreal, and I've seen centers in that in multiple different countries that they've actually, actually seen think, them. Yeah, we. Uh, That's I amazing, was but with, also
0: terrifying. I was working
1: with. Uh, uh, well, the FBI came in in my previous role. Oh my god, uh, role, where is this going? Tell know, me more. Keep going. The FBI came in in previous role and actually sat down and showed us because they investigate these, you know, yeah. to to find out where they're coming from, and showed us. Pictures showed us how they set them up, everything like that. And it's amazing how many people fall for even the worst kind of That's developed email. Yeah. But it's it's so interesting. Like it's whole businesses. And in fact, again, not to derail us, but uh, <laughs> uh, companies now are literally buying legit companies uh, to inject bad code in there. So let's say you go wow. to the uh, to a store, the app store, something like that to – Uh, Or you find a very small company and you buy a piece of their software or something like that. You got to check that out. You got to make sure that it's you you do your due diligence and make sure it's legit company. Make sure it's, you know, offering what you need. Make That's sure crazy. you do security checks on that software. Yeah. So, yeah. so this
0: is no longer Sandra Bullock sitting in her house just trying to like crack into your computer. There are people who their livelihood is breaking oh, yeah. in and scamming money. So, I mean, if you don't have that security protection, especially at the smaller firm, solo firms, right. you're an easy target. Oh yeah. And we talked about that last week, too. I mean, look at the legal industry and the medical industry mm-hmm. and how much good juicy secretive mm-hmm. secure data is there um, people are gonna go for that immediately oh yeah and so absolutely. It's, a, it's a huge target you know
1: and uh, you know a lot of companies especially uh, smaller firms think well why me you know <laughs> I'm not I'm not a billion dollar company I'm not this But it's not about that. It's about the little – it's about the – it's a numbers game really. Mm -hmm. So if they can get hundreds of small firms, Mm. then they're making that money. And it's also about information. Um, One of the things that the FBI did tell us as well is that they like to collect a lot of information. So like who do you know,
0: for Mm. example? Who
1: do you talk to? And they sell that information because – it could also be used to blackmail people down the road. And God. so it's just huge databases of information. Yeah. So you have to be secure. No. Nonetheless.
0: And I'm glad you went off topic because we all think about security and we think about the obvious and what we know. Someone, you know, getting an alert that your Gmail has been hacked, something mm-hmm. like that, or getting an email from a Nigerian prince. But when you <laughs> actually understand what goes on in the background and how intense it is, it makes it that much more scary. Oh,
1: yeah. It's really That's crazy. scary. It yeah, huh. most uh, – I, if you have proper protection set up at your firm or mm-hmm. at your office, you actually block more emails than what you receive in any company that are not legit. Yes, I know. No. Oh, or legit that? ones. Yeah.
0: The ones that we always oh. have to give approval to come yes. to our inbox here. Yes.
1: <laughs> but it's great. We're really secure. So, yeah. But who doesn't want that Nigerian exactly. prince or princess, right? I could be come a
0: princess. On. I'm yeah. all over I'm, it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, so obviously... It's pretty detrimental if there was to be some sort of security breach. But what can really come of that? Like, what is there at stake? What is there that you could possibly lose if there is a major breach?
1: So there's lots of things that you can lose. One – there's many uh, different types of viruses out there that can lock all of your information, mm-hmm. and this one is extremely profitable. Statistics showed mm-hmm. that company or bad actors that do this have made over. I know <laughs> Sorry, <funny okay. laughs> name. Bad actors uh, has made over a billion dollars just from locking people's accounts, That's and then crazy. you have to pay them to unlock it. Oh. And And surprisingly. Especially if
0: you don't have your own in-house IT team. Right. Or, exactly. Or uh, if you have. Established security. provider for you. Yeah. Right.
1: So, but that's so amazing to me. Think of that money. And yeah. what, what also I think is interesting is those companies really do unlock all of your. If you pay oh, them,
0: they'll actually do it. Yeah, because nice they want them. to build a reputation <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, hey if you we'll pay. steal all your data, yeah. but we're going to give it so, back to so you. There's so there's
1: that. Uh, there's personal information. There's client information. I mean, so many things can be stolen. Yeah. It's so scary. Yeah. Uh, so much can be found on the dark web. So isn't security such fun names? The dark web. <laughs> the
0: dark web. Shh. And our e-list yeah. actors that <laughs> steal all your data. <laughs> All right. So to backtrack a little bit, Brad, we talked about budgeting earlier. How do you as a solo, small, mid midsize firm, large size firm, whatever, how do you come up with that number of how much money you actually need and how much money you actually have to spend on technology?
1: Yeah, there's lots of different equations out there that say, you know, 10% of your profit should be spent on IT. That's probably the most common. Uh, but there are many objections to that. So it's 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 really a preference mm-hmm. for you. But what you need to understand is first, what technology do you need to do your business? Obviously, you need PCs, you need hardware, you need the internet connections, you know, mm-hmm. I guess as a as a simple step, what I would do is just really sit down and I know this may sound cheesy, but like you do at home, make a budget. You know, sit down and say, you know, should what I am I spending on this kidding. stuff? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. But how much, how much am I spending on this? How much do I care about these certain things? Uh-huh. What kind of risks do I want to take? It's very important questions that you ask yourself to see how much you should spend on your IT budget. Um, the key, though, is what you want to do is you want to think about how to make yourself resilient that's mm-hmm. the key. So software as a service or software in the cloud is very mm-hmm. important because if something happens to your office, if you're not allowed to go into your office, mm-hmm. COVID, COVID, for all, example, all those yeah. type of things, you can still have access to your information. Yeah. And then the topic comes up, is the cloud secure? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is secure if you make it secure. So there are okay. steps that you have to take. And, you know, a lot of companies uh, need to do their due diligence or look at people to help them to understand what they can use in the cloud that's secure. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's important.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many articles I read over the past couple of months of companies, businesses just struggling to get back on their feet because mm-hmm. they weren't prepared to have to work from home right. for months, right. months on end, you know. So I guess there's not really a magic number. say firms should be spending four percent of their annual revenue on technology. It's more about your specific needs
1: right, and your risks that you're willing to take for okay. it. Um, like I said we've we've talked about ten percent in the past. that seems to be a pretty common number uh, but it's it's individually kind of where you're, where you're housing your information, how efficient you want to be. Um, you know, all of those things factor in. So it's it's kind of a case by case basis. Unfortunately, there's not clear guidelines, mm-hmm. but you do need to think ahead.
0: Okay. I feel like I'm drilling you like it's an interview. That's no, Brad, okay. tell me more. Dig tell, deeper. Okay. It was me. <laughs> I did it. I am the Nigerian prince. No, just kidding. <laughs> so that being said, what I wanted to know too, and this is probably me digging too deep and there's not one answer across the board, but how can you as a firm as, as a solo lawyer how can you really identify what those technology needs are i know we talked about identifying them but how do you know even where to start like yes obviously i need a computer i need a phone need to be secure whatever how do i even know what else is out there and what i personally may need
1: i'm not saying this to kind of promote or anything like that but i really think even the smallest firms you know they should reach out to the experts you know to Two companies that that can help them. You mm-hmm. know, um, we can we can take a look at the security models. We can make sure that you're safe. You make sure from an IT perspective. I think that's that's probably the best approach to it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, without that, there's a lot of research going into it. It's it's very simple. It's it's like I'm I am an IT person. Yeah, that's what you do. I couldn't uh, litigate something. <laughs> I, I guess you know it would just be impossible if even if I research it's very similar on the opposite you know yeah. from an IT perspective you know reach out to those services that uh, we we can help you with in yeah. that area it's there's there's a lot of uh, of benefit to doing so and staying secure and staying up to date on your equipment and understanding mm-hmm. that plus a lot of you know a lot of times you get volume buying when you're doing that and it's yeah, cheaper that's a good point.
0: so. Yeah, you went to school to be an attorney to practice law, not to understand
1: it. <laughs> it and right. security.
0: So, and it's, you know, it's there's plenty so of people confusing. there that do. Yeah,
1: it really is. Oh, I yeah. mean, just think about uh, Zoom. You know, they had okay. the privacy issues to start with. Cleaned them up. Now completely secure. Yeah. So, but there's always this understanding, and and you have to walk through that.
0: So. Yeah, but I do love all the backgrounds I have. You know, mm-hmm. las- I do too. lasers and cats. 1980s.
1: No, <laughs> the 90s. I love it.
0: Oh, God, on the bright side. Yeah. No, and I'm I'm not a podcast host. I'm a marketer. So hopefully, you know, surprise, <laughs> that may be new news to everybody. But hopefully, you I know, couldn't tell. I slip past, you know, <laughs> let's focus in on we talked a lot about technology needs, identifying those needs. If you had to select just a couple items from a technology IT standpoint, that firms had to have or had to address, what would those be? Besides a computer and a phone, because that's the easy way out, Brad.
1: Easy way out. No, we (laughs) won't take the easy way out. So I think, number one, uh, going back to the security topic, it's important to have a good security on your PCs and Mm -hmm. your laptops, your equipment. It's so important to have that. It's important to have a secure connection, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, to the outside world. Um, Secondly, I would really trust a company to... Wherever you're storing your information, uh, software as a service, definitely uh, have that company come in, uh, have it evaluate where you're at, have it, uh, you know, make sure that you're storing your information in a, sec- a completely secure environment. Security number one. Mm-hmm. Definitely have to say that. So security. 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 That didn't security. even come out right. Security. 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 It's like in your headphones
0: when you're sleeping. security, security. security. <laughs> security. security. <laughs> Well it's it's
1: what subliminal keeps subliminal messaging. It's, it's what Security. keeps up. bad actors, bad actors everywhere. No. It's it's what keeps you up. But uh Security. then okay. <laughs> it's freaking me out, okay? I like hearing it over and over again. But uh just from a technology perspective, uh, I would stay away from that uh stay away from you know many of the freeware. Your <laughs> your you know, your business relies on this. Yeah. Be, be be safe with that right. <laughs> that information. Spend a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important to to stay away from that. Well, and you have um, clients'
0: livelihood. You know, right. if they're going through a divorce or something, you have all those details on their family. Uh, yeah,
1: everything. That's, that's scary. That's very important. So you know, understand and invest. I would say invest in in technology uh, that can really support your organization, and you know, make sure it's not something that that is just, you know, an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Back up your information. You know, make sure that you have clear, you know, repositories or whoever you're using to store your information on. Make sure they have backups of it. It's it's just an important aspect.
0: Yeah. Security. Security. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we got the point across. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe not. So obviously, like I mentioned earlier, Attorneys, they go to school to practice law, Um, and then you have firms, vendors, businesses like Lexicon, for example, who are experts in the IT security landscape, so they can provide that knowledge and that guidance or whatnot. Are there other resources firms can utilize to really stay on top of the security threat landscape?
1: There's actually uh, several articles uh, that cover uh, zero-day threats. Um, what that is? Do you know what that what is? is that? Zero no. day. It's getting My all eyes crazy. Are like, Please explain. Um, it's something that uh, occurs right away, and uh, there hasn't Zero been a time for anybody to develop any type of patches or anything for okay. that yet. So the only way to uh, combat it is through knowledge. Okay, And so there's websites that publish those so that people can be aware. And I know it sounds monotonous or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, read IT articles. Right. Um, yes. But, uh, Everything uh, I wanted um, to do today. It, it uh, really helps to get kind of the knowledge out there. Yeah. Uh, use, you know, use some extra time to take a look at, you know, uh, those articles it covers, kind of uh, what things are happening in the technology world. How can you prevent? Uh, there's actually several well-known brands that publish those things, but also the FBI does too. And I know you like the FBI. <laughs> right. I know, right? They yeah. just keep coming up. The like Federal Bradley in the nor- investigation. Yeah. That's me. Wow. No, no, that was that was strike back from the record.
0: <laughs> keep that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's not your specialty if you didn't go to school if you don't practice i t. Uh, so even reading a little something here and there is going to get you in a much better place,
1: yes, definitely. okay. i th- I think so, you know, and then, just like you said, um, having those security experts like at at Lexicon, you know, mm-hmm. really helping you through that process that's that's so important. that peace of mind is is. Uh, You know, it's difficult to have that on your own just because you don't have that background. You don't know.
0: Yeah. You don't understand it. You have so much on your plate already. Right. You know, and you don't want to take time away from running your firm or giving your clients the best possible experience that they could have. Right. Okay. All right. So the elephant in the room, Bradley. Oh, no. I know. It's about to get crazy. Uh Uh-oh. COVID. COVID. Yeah, I know. Surprise, right? Yes. So what do you feel like has been the biggest learning from a tech standpoint, security standpoint, post-COVID? For well, firms, businesses in general, life, you know, whatever.
1: Sure. Um, keeping with the security theme. Security. Theme. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think one of the, there was a couple things. One, it shocked the industry about how can we quickly move to work from home. Um, with that, it, there's several technology concerns. You got to have connectivity. You got to mm-hmm. have access. Your software cannot be installed locally because you don't have access to it. You know, utilizing the cloud more. There's lots of different things that was just really a shock in making that transition. But also, it's understanding that a mobile workforce mm-hmm. isn't just go home and use your existing equipment. It's what you want is you want to create the same experience at home and at work. Mm-hmm. So you want that anyway so because it's easier for you to function yeah. because you're it's like for like you know go home yeah. do it. but that's the most important it's not oh just go home log in here do this it's it's you know understanding where your software is is it secure making sure that you're able to access it from home make sure you're able to do those zoom meetings mm-hmm. and then of, or or and change your background and change your background you know yes. to the to the different themes whatever it may be however you want to do that it's it's really creating that environment and not just from a technology, but also from a cultural perspective. Mm-hmm. How do you keep people engaged with yeah. each other? Very you know, true. I've seen the uh, virtual happy hours.
0: Yes, definitely up. turn your camera on.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, lots of different things. You've you, I've seen the people falling asleep on them, <laughs> you know. Uh, actually, not to go too far, I saw no, this one me. video where this guy clearly didn't know his oh, uh, video was on. Oh, and God. he was just... Picking his nose. No. Yes, and it was in the middle of this meeting, and, and he's just digging away, and you're like, oh no, dude, your camera, your camera. I is only on. do that
0: in the car where people <laughs> won't see me again. No, <laughs> I'm joking.
1: that is so wrong. So it's it's you know, oh it's God, how do you so keep those people engaged? You know, how do you keep them involved and understand? where, why you know he people, was very
0: like, engaged yes, with his he, nostril. He was busy. <laughs>
1: he was he was digging for gold there. So uh, it's just it's that whole transition. And it was it was a, you know, a something that surprised everybody. And you would think where technology Mm -hmm. is today, it wouldn't be. But so many companies are, back to your original statistic, yeah. people aren't budgeting for it. Did you budget for that home experience? No, probably not. Yeah. So it's just a shock to it. And it, it doesn't have to be extreme or extremely expensive. It just has to be the right fit.
0: Yeah. And it's not always the technology. I'm glad you brought up culture. That's a big part of it too, because even if you do realize that you have to focus on the culture, you know, people aren't, it's not the norm anymore. People are working from home. Life is different. You're not having that one-on-one interaction anymore. But how, how do you even know how to address the culture, and that's something from right. an IT standpoint, or even just from an HR standpoint? That lexicon can also assist with. How do you keep your employees engaged? You know, what best practices are there?
1: Right, I think about that a lot. I think how do you? Why <laughs> up at night. Yeah, that and se- no. Yeah, <laughs> security. <laughs> how do you keep the that culture and security? No. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's how do you keep your employees engaged at home? How do you keep them driven? You know, it's it's being creative and coming up with those different ways to mm-hmm. communicate with them to, you know, there's been lots of talk about software that tracks individual, yeah. like uh, not just tracing, which is, I understand from a medical perspective, very important, you know, but I'm talking about tracking where you've been, where where you you are. Yeah. What's going going on? uh, Did you log in? What applications did you log in? All of those different types of things. And it. Anytime you do something like that, you need to also make sure that people understand the reasonings, the information behind it. Uh, yeah. You want people to be adults even at home, you yeah. know, I mean. Because uh, it seems invasive, so, yeah. you
0: know, but yeah. there is a reason behind right.
1: it. So uh, I think the this is, again, going a little bit off topic, but technology very much needs to be invisible. Uh-huh. It needs to be something that just works, that people are used to. And that's what's important, and that's really what I want to bring to every interaction is that, you know, just that great experience and, you know, automating behind the scenes, uh, keeping things secure behind the scenes so people don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's a great point. I like it.
1: Thank you. I, I really <laughs> appreciate your opinion. It means a lot to me. No
0: problem, Bradley.
1: Coming from a Nigerian princess. I
0: <laughs> So really, my last question here is we talked about COVID. We talked about the learnings from COVID. Looking forward, obviously, no one wants this to ever happen again. But if it does, how do we need to prepare for it? I know we talked about budgeting for technology, having security in place. But really, what's that first next step to get you prepared for a better future?
1: Wow, you saved the big question for last. I know, last. it's very
0: aspirational. And it, this is IT, not a better future in general. Just but, in know. IT. Yes, just in IT, security. Security, better yes. future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the the simple answer to it is it's it comes down to preparedness and how do you get prepared? It's doing all of those things. It's, it's thinking ahead about each of those topics, getting that as a common practice so that mm. when something happens, you don't have to think about it. Um, you know, I think if you would, poll people that you would say, what would you do if you can't access your your information? A lot of people would say, I, I have no idea, I just wouldn't work, I guess. Yeah. But you have to think about that. You have so, to work. Yeah, <laughs> you have to work. So we need to think about and prepare for those things and it it's not uh it's not is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. It's when it's going to happen. Yeah. And so that's that's unfortunate, but if you're prepared, it doesn't take a hit to your, your firm, to your company, anything like that. It's it's just business as usual, and you're going to be the ones that continue to make profit and continue to drive, whereas others will face downtime. So it's, it's yeah. that age-old question of, being prepared ahead of time is really where it's at, and I think we can help you with that. Uh, there's lots of things that can be done to make sure that you're ready for any type of impact, including redundancy. You know, backups. All of those things are mm-hmm. so important, which I'm sure are so boring to you. But security, <laughs> security.
0: Yeah,
1: I feel Sounds like it's good. that that. What is that movie theater like that goes all <laughs> oh, over,
0: S- in park. Security, yeah. <laughs> security, 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 security. <laughs> I'm never not going to be able to say that to you when I see you again. Yes,
1: Uh, you're going to change my name to security.
0: (laughs) Yeah, have you seen security? No. Okay, well, great. Thank you, Brad. Is there anything else that I missed that you think is an important subject to bring up? Um, I think it's pretty pretty comprehensive. We talked a lot about security, budgeting, really those foundations to get you off into the right start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh – Just always remember that uh, IT is important. Culture is even more important. I can't say that enough. It's how you implement IT that's important and how you partner and how you bring that customer experience. That people appreciate. Uh, it's just it's it's such a better experience with that culture backing to IT. And so I think as much time as you spend on IT, spend on your culture of your organization and yeah. and how to make it the best place it can be. So you can serve your customers the best yeah, you can.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, happy place, happy workers,
1: happy Nigerian princess.
0: Exactly. That's all that matters. <laughs> So thank you, Brad. We really appreciated having you on the show today. Um, I hope everybody learned a lot. I know I definitely learned a lot today from an IT standpoint. So other than that, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back later this week with another exciting episode of The Lex Factor. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so
0: you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.